Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and we're coming at you recording live at Drivers Club, brought to you by Avance, Haggerty, Rainier Beer, and Carter Subaru. You're right. You did a better job. I would have forgot somebody, even though I love all of our sponsors. <laughs> I don't know why it's so hard to name them off the top of your head. I don't. Okay, don't even start with me. You read those off a phone. I, I was referring to myself. Like, oh, okay. I don't know why it's oh, so hard oh, to you're say so, it Oh, I thought you were saying that time, to me. I was like, like okay. Yeah. I'm say it a hundred times, and I, I know. still just, yeah. Half those half of them we we deal with them on a daily basis. It's I like, know. Yeah, yeah. So hey, been good, man. Just ran into our friends at Haggerty over the weekend. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, by now our our bonus episode came out of our uh, last correct. weekend. Yeah, yeah. So we did the three pedal posse event, which that was guys, a lot of fun. Sorry for the background noise. The end of <laughs> summer bash or end of summer two. End of um, summer two. It rained <laughs> sideways. Yeah, but a ton of people came out, including on motorcycles. On um, motorcycles, we got th- those those two interviews with basically fathers and sons came out really good. Yeah, those. Were I like that. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. What else you been doing this week? Well, I guess it's Monday. Oh, winding down. I got my quick jacks at my house. Oh, I got to get those set boy. up. So I, everybody in this room's like, yay, for Dan's garage. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I don't have to take my tires off, but I should. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's funny. I'll probably use it more than anything for is cleaning. Yeah. Getting up in the wheel wells and yeah. all that. Because, uh, yeah. They I, just, I just can't wait to set them up on the driveway and then jack the car up see what happens. <laughs> Slide down into the garage. <laughs> Oh, they're mobile. I have a, I have a steep driveway. That would be <laughs> yeah, pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Once. Once. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Everything was good till they unplugged themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> wait to play with those, though. Other than that, not a whole lot. We had Yanni in town. Yeah. Had to give did her a shout the, out. Did you get her on the plane safe? Uh, Amanda picked her up this morning. Oh, okay. So she was a big, uh, she was addition to our Seamont rally. Came down, had a ton of fun. She came up, and we did some karting. Uh, did pretty well. Uh, Minus the one guy in the green plaid who wasn't happy we were there. Okay, T-boned him. Yeah, don't be a jerk <laughs> on a cart track, dude. I mean that that he was re- him and his little buddy were aggressive. Well, aggressive is good. Like that was just dirty racing. No, though. yeah, he was. They yeah. were. They were. You know, but they showed us when they put on all their Lululemon jackets and got in their Subaru and vaped their way out of there. It was. You know, I tell you, <laughs> I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> Canoes. No. <laughs> so anyway. I know. <laughs> I wonder how much I say actually gets edited out of this. A lot. A lot. Wow. To our listeners, a was, lot. Was Dan, was Nick not in that last episode? No, nah, he was. <laughs> Did you hear him at the beginning? Just the very beginning? So, what do we got for a Subaru, a Carter Subaru tip of the week? You know, I was, I had, a, I was looking at a bunch of different stuff. I was going to like, how do e diffs work versus regular diffs? So I'm like, if you've ever looked at how a diff works, it's so much better if you're looking at a video of how a diff sure. works. Um, and then I was looking at a bunch of different stuff, but I came down to, a high level of what the difference between diesel and gas is. Not the the fluids themselves, not the fuel, but how they fundamentally work. Because they're both four-stroke engines, and they work actually pretty similar, but yet diesel is actually a lot simpler. It's a lot more efficient, really. Um, It has its drawbacks, of course, which is why we don't see a lot of it. But the main difference is, okay, so you've got a four-stroke engine, which is two cycles of the crankshaft, and one of the things, we've got your intake compression power and exhaust not four cylinders four cycles four cycles clarify that yeah yeah four strokes not cycles. four strokes yeah, yeah. and so the, on the on a gasoline engine we talked about this before suck squish bang blow bang is when the spark plug fires ignites the fuel and that's that's your combustion or your power stroke whatever you want to call it on a diesel it uh the power stroke is when it, the piston comes back to the top and compresses it so much that the compression is what ignites the fuel not a spark plug not a glow plug we can talk about glow plugs too but it's actually the compression itself that's igniting the fuel and if you ever want to feel what that's like if you've ever had to pump up like a uh, a raft or a, even a bicycle tire 
as you pump it really hard and you get into those higher compressions, like as you go from like 10 to 20 PSI, the pump actually gets hot. You can feel the heat building in there because of the friction of the air in there. So what's happening is it's compressing it so much as that heat is building up and igniting it. Um, it's actually, yeah, it's actually more efficient, about 40% more, but uh, it'll go up to about, it's the, comp the ignition of diesel starts at about 1,000 degrees and up. Um, and so you can imagine how much compression's in there. Therefore, it's more efficient overall. Now, the downside is it produces more noise, generally speaking, and can produce, obviously, uh, more emissions. Not always. Um, DEF has been added to that to help produce that. Um, you can go into that. Like I said, this could be a whole other topic, but I just wanted to discuss the very basic fundamentals of why a diesel is different than a gasoline engine, and there you go. It's funny, the feedback I get on these is that we don't get technical enough, but I'm like, we have a guest on the show. <laughs> so well, that and, and it's sort of like you were talking about the diffs and things like that. It's it's seeing it is yeah makes it a lot easier too. Yeah. So, but but that's the highlighted overview. Now you know. You can just if anybody asks you what the difference between a diesel and a gas is, one's one is ignited by the spark plug, one is ignited by the compression. It's not the same as the compression stroke. The power stroke is ignited. The com com combustion is ignited by either spark plug or compression. So that's it. The more you know. Nah. <laughs> Probably going to get sued for that someday. That's <laughs> eh, okay. I don't, I don't think they should. I don't even get sued for that. It's, it's like NBC or ABC. I don't know who owns that. I don't know. <laughs> if, if I keep denying who does it, then I, didn't, exactly. then I can't be sued I don't know. for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Ignorance is bliss. I thought that was on the, ch the Fox channel. <laughs> Fox Sports or something. So Fox Sports, the yeah. more you know. <laughs> <laughs> Football, the more you know. <laughs> Speaking of football and getting that wrong, we've got a Brit on the show. <laughs> God, there goes the neighborhood. Yet again, Carl brings a Brit. Hello, Simon. Simon. <laughs> Hello, Dick. Hello, Dave. Pleasure to be here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Just so we're clear, this is the accent you will be hearing the whole time, right? Uh, I don't know. You know, there's <laughs> a few that kick in hey, here. Hey, that's racist. No. That's my family. You're too tall to be a leprechaun. English, Irish. <laughs> Welsh. I think I've heard Scottish. Welsh, Scottish, uh, <laughs> Australian. What else? <laughs> a lot of self-hate. Yeah. We're in a small little island. We all speak different languages. So You've you got to communicate. So. Oh, I love it over there. That's my, such an awesome part of the world. I, I, I do miss it, even though I've you know lived here a long time and traveled to, to, to Washington area in America. But just going home and, and spending time with the family and, you know, again, a big part, you know, of, of, of uh, you know, cars and, and, and upbringing in England definitely has a big influence but it's very similar I think uh, in Washington you have the four seasons there's a lot more rain for sure yeah we all have four uh, seasons in hotels what's your point uh, okay I know shh, shh don't okay, tell them keep that. moving on yeah. uh, and <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's just nice to be able to go back and, and you know be with friends and family and uh, you know actually spend time there but I, I absolutely love it here that's a good and point when are you leaving no <laughs> Funny no, enough, no, I know. <laughs> funny enough, I'm yeah. b I'm back there in November, um, doing a couple of things uh, uh, for nonprofits as uh, well as one of my cars that um, we can speak about. Um, yeah, that's a great topic. You're not even doing the court ordered like air quotes. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you finally fulfilled all that to the, uh, the queen or whatever you know, whatever debt you owe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, it's a perfect day to drive your uh, 52 MGA out here. Uh, 62. 62. Yeah. yeah. That uh, too. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, I would love to drive that vehicle a lot more, but it is a complete roadster. Um, it is very old uh, and it only has a few miles on it. I'm very, you know, privileged to have that. Um, you know, it, it is a local vehicle. It was in Ballard for a long time um, by a very old couple. 
very fortunate to uh, have the opportunity to buy that off that couple. And I still see uh, the wife, uh, the husband passed away. Um, sadly, it was left uh, in a garage for a long period of time and, and didn't have the uh, prestige of being seen by many. But that's pretty much I've taken that helm of bringing it out and hopefully we'll uh, uh, use it a lot more. But uh, it's, it's pretty special. Um, I think we've got less than 2,000 miles on it. So I have a challenge to actually drive that a lot. Is that what you're, is that your goal? To get really rack up the miles? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. There's people out there that you know would buy these cars and collect them. Um, you know, I I come from England. You know, the Morgan Group is very you know established in my upbringing. Um, you know, my dad's had quite a few uh, MGBs, uh, various Jags, Minis, um, uh, and so you know, to me, that's my connection to home. But not many people get to actually see them. Um, and so, you know, sadly, I can't drive it in the rain, but come summertime, you know, this year it hasn't been out that much. I've done quite a bit of restoration on it. Um, it sat around for a long time, so it actually required a lot of paint correction, which I actually spent the time to do myself. Um, I like to work on the cars. Um, I like to get people out and enjoy it. So, you know, if someone says, hey, can I have a go? I'll be like, I'll show you how to drive it. You can have a go. Uh, if you want to go out in it, I'll take people out on it. Um, I love getting kids in it. They absolutely love it because there's no windows, there's no top. They yeah. just enjoy <laughs> that fun and excitement and you put them behind the wheel and the wheel's like this big. Yeah. <laughs> Huge, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and so, you know, the kids love it. They get their hands around it. And so um, it, it's it's a great car um, and uh, it's a keeper. We're, we've, we've decided to keep that one. Cool. Um, we are the second owners. Um, and so I will continue that on and, until it goes on to the next person. Nice. So you got you, you got a car lighter as of today. You're I do. Yeah, I've actually just pared down my collection this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I started to get a little bit too many cars out 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 the front of the house. Um, <laughs> one of our uh, good friends, Carl, has uh, just bought one of my Audi events. Um, and uh, again, I've had that quite a while now, about twelve years. Uh, very fortunate again, second owner. Um, I'm pretty much an OEM plus person. I don't like to over mod the cars. I like everything to be, you know, reversible. Um, I did go a little crazy on that one about five years ago and put a complete custom air ride system in it. Um, hard lined it to every single corner, which everyone said you couldn't do. Um, I'm a bit of an engineer, so I was like, I hate being told I can't do something. <laughs> so I did a lot of research, um, spoke to a lot of people, um, and pretty much designed it up in two months, spent three months building it, put it in, in and it worked perfectly, literally up to about three months ago. Um, and I completely took everything out of the vehicle. Uh, and there isn't a single drill or hole in the car. That was the challenge. Yeah. It was to use all the existing grommets, all the existing areas that bolt down everything um, and make it completely bulletproof. Um, and to me, that that was fun. That that to me is the engineering part. But then showing other people that they can do it as well. Yeah. It's really the cleanest Audi <laughs> period I've ever seen that's not <laughs> brand new. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it's brand it's new still. It's close to brand new as yeah. you can yeah, get. It's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and crazy, it was my daily driver for like six years. Yeah. So literally, you know, I was doing like 42 miles a day in it. 
And, you know, Bick like yourself, Dan, I would go home and I would clean it before I'd go upstairs. Yeah, yeah that's something I do tonight. I go home, it's raining out. I'm going to go wash it tonight. It's easier to rinse it off. Yep. And then yep. it's clean tomorrow. Yep. And and so. it doesn't take too much. You, no. you know, you, people think, oh, I've got to buy all this expensive equipment. It's going to take me an hour to clean it. No, you can do very snippet things within five or ten minutes uh, that can actually make your car really preventative and, and prevent that rot and just that dull shine that can sometimes build up, especially with our rain. Um, and if you have a white car, as you know, uh, you can get those little red marks. And yeah, the so fallout. Yeah, fallout. Iron X, if you want to remove that stuff. I think I've talked about that on the show before. If you have a yep. white yep. car and you're getting that. Yep. Um, yeah, I use... Um, if you now they make it easier never use ceramic coat your car when it's new it's actually super easy to clean yep. if you have an older car and you want to do that first get it super super clean but mcguire's just came out with that new um spray on. Yeah, it's a ceramic spray on it yep. comes in like a blue bottle you can't miss it but you basically just wash your car get it really clean and then you spray that all over it while it's wet and you just let it sit there for just a little bit you got to do it when it's cold you got to do it when there's not going to be a direct sun because you don't want to dry on the paint but then you just hose it off that's it like no rubbing, no buffing. You just spray it on and you hose it off. How did I miss that? Yeah, you would. It was they were talking about it at the Guire's booth, and I finally okay. tried it. I said uh, Jared actually had some too, and I was like, it seems like a gimmick. Honestly, this just it's too easy. It does. It just doesn't seem like it would work because you're literally just spraying it on and hosing it off. And I was like, okay, I'll follow the directions exactly. I'll do my little high dollar, fourteen dollar risk here to see if this stuff works. It works great. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. literally just hose off your yeah. car now. But if you have an old car where you're like, I don't want to spend, you know, $2,000 to do paint correction completely and get Ceramic Pro installed, which you're probably a little too late if your car's like 10 years old, let's be honest. Um, but if I you don't know. We cleaned up Brandon's car pretty good that one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That still needs a lot of help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if you're trying to save some cash, that stuff works awesome. Oh, so. interesting. Okay. It's pretty quick, though. Cool. Interesting. All right, well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to get into some of your cars and then the, your major project that you're working on right sure. now and figure out how much you're actually willing to tell us over <laughs> here. So, yeah, yeah. Good. we'll be right back. I wish I. Yeah. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. Simon just told us he was born in Australia, so that's going to make a lot more sense now. <laughs> so he's British by way of Australia. I have no, no idea offensive. what you're talking about, mate. Yeah, well, the I problem is now we, British. now we know why he's a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I was only born there. Yeah. I was only born there. My parents... Which means your folks uh, were that there. They are, I mean, they're totally to Serving blame. out their term. Yeah. yeah. I actually know we have Australian listeners. I get it. Do we? A mail a while back from Savannah, Adelaide, actually. Uh, that's where I was born. Really? Yep. Good In wine Adelaide. country. Yeah, exactly. Well, we it's know. very good wine country. Yeah. 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 Has a great little town with a little tram that goes all the way down to the uh, beach area. And uh, last time I was there, there was just a, a massive amount of V8 vehicles down there. They're like insane for their cars which is the most obscure thing you ever see you're like go to australia yep it's going to be like you know not modern and yep that uh, that off-road scene is insane oh yeah yeah i'm very jealous of the off-road their scene utes there. over there are crazy yeah like they f it's literally like having vintage high-end vehicles yeah and like it's chrome and you're like it's amazing 
I'm very jealous because they still get the diesel cruisers that are all outfitted for the mining companies yep. down there. So they can get them like the most off-road configured. And they're trucks, too. Yeah, and they're yeah. right from Toyota. So yep. it's like, yeah, I want a flatbed on my 100 series Land Cruiser with a diesel yep. and a factory snorkel and winch and bumper. <laughs> <laughs> get a pair of Max tracks. Perfect. You're, you're so not jealous. Stopping yep. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're like, what mods are you going to do? Yep. Uh, different wipers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Max tracks and wipers. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> So, um, you, how did you end up here? Like you said, you you, you know c- came back over. Obviously, born in Australia. Did you you grew up in in? So, born in Australia. Um, my parents went over there with four kids. Came back with five. I'm one of six. Um, my younger brother now lives in New Zealand, which is kind of convenient to be able to go over and see him now and again. Yeah. Um. Uh, and so, my parents came back to the UK. Um. You know, and I pretty much grew up in the UK in the London area. Um, most of my youth was just, you know, typical kind of like, you know, late seventies, early eighties, uh, you know, you're out doing things. Uh, there wasn't the phones or the technology back then. So there was a lot of, you know, BMXing, beatboxing and listening to music. But to me, you know, which is a very image of Simon, a piece of cardboard out there. Just, you know, yeah. Do you know what? You're not too far off. I wasn't this much time with you. Probably a hacky sack. I'm actually pretty good at that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, bagging or whatever they call it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, th- I think if you grew up in the 80s, I think you were completely, um, you know, given great opportunity because there were so many good TV shows. You know, you had the Jigs of Hazard, You had your Knight Rider. Then you had kind of like, oh, yeah. Did you guys uh, get all that Hawk. stuff over there? Oh, yeah. Did it take a while? To, to make I think we were like a year behind okay. everyone else. Um, but dominant, everyone was like, oh, Knight Rider, Kit, you yeah. know, Jigs of Hazard. Everyone wanted that that, that uh, General Lee. Still want one now. I, I think too. they're great. Uh, horrible to drive. I actually drove one <laughs> two years ago. They're awful. And it was the worst. It's like you want to meet your hero, you meet one, and then you drive it, and you're like, this thing's a boat. Somebody solved that problem and made one completely out of carbon fiber now. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Like everything out of carbon fiber. Oh. Like I mean, but that, yeah, that and and a Hellcat engine. Yeah. So that's you know. Yeah. That worked out well yeah. for Kevin. So. Yeah. So I think I think I think a complete black one would look amazing. No, you got to yeah. go orange. I just don't think you'd get away with painting <laughs> yeah. the, no, the flag so. on the roof yeah, anymore. Probably not yeah. a good <laughs> idea. Do you think if I put a British flag on it, it would work? <laughs> I think in here you'd get some really ignorant people who would be so <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. They would oh. totally. On second, that, put the Australian flag on. Oh yeah, put the Australian flag on. That'd be better. Well, that would be so hilarious. That guy actually. put a kangaroo on his car. So, <laughs> yeah. So you guys get all these great cars, then you get like you know Blue Thunder, great helicopters and street hawk motorbikes, and then what do we get? We get minis and Ford Escorts and Fiestas, <laughs> and so rally you know, heroes. Rally heroes. Yeah, though. rally heroes, right? Yeah. Um, and so that was my upbringing, and it was like, okay, you know, and I, I would probably say the it's not a TV show; it's more of a movie. Yeah, the Cannibal Run was the one movie I watched with my dad, and that changed absolutely everything. Just five minutes in, yep, watching wa- which I didn't even know what a Lamborghini. Did that have that ugly-ass wing, on, like American yeah. wing on the they front of it? it? They had the American uh, weight wing as well as the rear, uh, yeah. and it was all in black, and I just loved the sound. Like, yeah. literally, it's five minutes of high I rev. love that wing. Was it the second one, like, where they pulled over to, like, the random gas station and happened to find, like, the opening cockpit, like, the, the, the mechanic had the car when the Countach broke down? It was one or two. Like they, they, they uh, traded it's not the, the first, it's the second. So it's it's got to be the second, second yeah. one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so you saw that, and it was just like, I'm hooked. And then you have all the other cars in it. You know, you have your 
Bond is referenced in it, and they have Porsches that they smash up, which was sacrilege. That's great. Uh, <laughs> and was then his name, Goldthorpe Girdle Company. Yeah, <laughs> Roger Moore. <laughs> Roger Moore, <laughs> his heir to the Girdle Company. Exactly. Uh, and it was I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, you know, you have Rolls Royces kitted out with blowers on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, yep. It was just amazing. And so to me, that was the beginning of it. And, and that was when I didn't even realize my dad was heavily into cars and had, even before I was born, some amazing, like he had a, a 1936 MGTD. Uh, uh, my granddad had a Daimler. And this Jeez. was in the time when my dad and my granddad were the only people in Hayes, London, to have cars. Um, and I've got a picture I'll show you, and it, it, it's phenomenal. And literally, I'd be like, so what was it like to drive back then? He was like, great, no one was on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but horses. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and you know, I, I I look at the car, and I look at back then and go, wow, that's a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Uh, and now in England, you know, there's like five cars to a house. So yeah. it's very hard to drive, and you get taxed everywhere. So kind of the joy of driving in England as me being a kid has kind of disappeared a little bit. Lots of speed cameras and yep. tolls and things well, like that. Well, yeah. and the roads are so narrow. It's like, I mean, very you're narrow. very limited where you can yep. drive. So it's like, I mean, that's the best that's thing. That's why they made yep. Land Rover, yep. so you just don't have yep. to take the road. Well, yep. I mean, the best thing about oh, driving oh, yeah. here is we, can yeah. st- we're st- we are still <laughs> able to get away from the cities and drive where we barely see yep. cars. And it's yep. not that far there. That's that's a pipe dream. That's what yep. they get for living on an island. That's not our fault. But what... What I can say is, you know, the first few cars I had, I mean, I had a little Mini what Cooper What was your S, first car? Mini That's Cooper S. Mini Cooper S, oh, okay. Great. Uh, yeah, I wish I'd kept it. That thing was amazing. Like, literally, and again, I, I didn't realize my dad knew about mechanics as much as I thought. He helped me rebuild that engine. We did the gearbox. We did the suspension. We repainted it. And I drove the hell out of that Mini, and it was amazing. Ended up being, like, uh, I think it was an 850. We got rid of that. We got a, a 1275 put twin SU carbs on it, uh, put a CAD Knight gearbox in it, which was a five-speed, not four, with uh, a low-end diff on first and second. So literally, I could get 60 mile an hour in, in second. I literally was blowing away people in XR2s and XR3Is uh, back then, which are still amazing vehicles um, on the Ford side of things. But it didn't last too long. I blew, I think, two engines, and I, I had enough. I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. Are there other uh, children in your family that are in the car, have the car bug like you and your dad? Or? Uh, my brother did. My brother had a, a few Subarus. Um, he had a few uh, Mark II Escorts. Okay. Uh, which, again, when he had them, I had no idea what, what they, they were. were really. yeah. And he wishes he still had them now. Um, my, my younger brother, he's more into practical. Uh, my sister's had some really cool um, uh, Lotus Sunbeams, uh, Cortinas. Mm-hmm. Um, kitted out, uh, and so yeah, so the family have had quite a bit, but my, my dad's had some really special cars, um, some early ones. I, I, I still wish he had his S type Jag, uh, and he repainted that thing like a light blue, it was amazing. I want to talk about the story, and you know, you and I and Amanda were talking about a little bit before Dan got here about how, how you came about owning a Countach <laughs> and, and what you what you were it's originally going story. to do to this car, uh, yeah. So, to this this is like 15 years story, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll make this as short as possible because this could be like four podcasts. So in 2004, a really good friend of mine uh, was talking about a crazy idea with taking a TVR Griffin, which is a, a British car company, um, which had a V8 chassis on it and then vi- a very light uh, fiberglass shell around it. TVRs are death traps. Death traps. 
Didn't they have one of those in Swordfish? Wasn't that a TVR? Yes. 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 So he found someone who basically smashed one of these up and converted it and and put a Mark I shell V-Dub Golf on it. And he widened it by 10 inches. It was an inch off the ground. It had 18-inch wheels. We had about 450 brake horsepower in it. And this thing, we turned up to Edition 38, which is a, a UK V-Dub uh, show uh, that happens every year in September. Um, and everyone was just blown away with it. It was like nothing anyone had done. Everyone would turn up with modified Mark 1s, Mark 2 Golfs, uh, Scirocco's or Audis were just kicking in back then, the A4s. And he turned up and no one really understood what this was. And the engineering behind it was phenomenal. So we're at the show and I said, wouldn't it be cool if we took one of my V-Dub Cabriolets? And I'm known for Mark 1 Golfs. I've had loads and so i said let's take one of those and put a lamborghini engine in and he went that's the craziest idea and i was like let's do it we're gonna rock up to next year we're gonna turn up to this thing and like the the you know the uh class b rally cars the the whole back will just flip open and everyone can see this lamborghini engine so he said i'll build it you go find the engine so i was like fine so i spend about six months trying to find an engine I've spoken to maybe 20, 30 people across Europe. And at the uh, time, I mean, engines out there were Countachers. There were some Diablos, and the Gerardo just came out. Correct. And nobody had really crashed any Gerardos. Exactly. Okay. The Mercy yeah. just yep. was out. The Mercy yep. was out, yeah. The Mercy was just out. And so this was 2005 to 2006, and I literally had no idea the value of these vehicles. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'll find one smashed. I'll buy the back end. We'll put it in. We'll make it work. So about... Uh, eight months go by, I cannot find anything. And the prices people were asking were six figures. And so I'm going, I can't afford this. this for wrecked cars. For wrecked cars. Yeah. And then uh, someone puts me in contact with this gentleman in northern London. And I speak to him. I arrange to go meet up with him. Turn up to this mansion. I literally was a mansion. I like He had his own driveway. I thought I was turning up to the house. It was actually like 10 garages in a U-shape. And I pull up and this old guy pulls out and I'm like, where am I? And he goes, hey, you Simon? I was like, yeah, you're looking for contest? I was like, yes. And I'm thinking, I hope he's got a smashed up one because this looks like he's got a collection. And he opens up this garage door and there's this beautiful Rolls Royce right there. It's the first thing I see. And I'm thinking, oh, and I walk in and walk around and there's a, there's a, like a Ferrari Dino. There's some hot rods. He's got Aston Martin there. And then he turns the corner and there's this beautiful red Lamborghini Contest. Exactly as most kids my age had pinned up. Poster in car, yeah. Yeah, yep. I did. And I'm thinking, that's not a smashed up Lamborghini. I'm not at the right place. And right next to it's a white one. And I'm thinking in my head, who owns two Lamborghini contests. He starts explaining the Roy story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, he explains it to me and pretty much we've got an 800 mile one owner brand new red Lamborghini Contash black interior. And you showed up looking for a car that a you're going to rip, you're, you're going to rip apart. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a fact that you kept from him. I didn't tell him that. Yeah. Um, and so then he speaks about the white one and he's going, well, this is a 7,000 mile one. And, you know, this is the one that we really are looking to sell. And I'm thinking, I can't afford this car. I can't tell him what I want to do to this car. And eventually I'm there two, three hours. We go for a test drive. I couldn't even open the door. I didn't even know. I had never even been that close to a Lamborghini Contest before. Which, by the way, if anyone has ever been next to one of those things, 
they're unreal. It's like a childhood dream. Like you cannot comprehend how beautiful they are. Even today, we I see. Had, we them. had one that used to show up here. He actually retired from Boeing and moved out to the peninsula, but it was a five thousand. Yeah. Five thousand S. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, and yeah. unread. Yeah, you know, yeah. license plate said Red yeah. Bull. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so there's kind of like two or three versions of it. So right up to about '84, they called them the 400 LPs, and then they called them the 500. So they were the four liters, five liter V12, and the early ones were six carburetors, which is just crazy nightmare and, to sink. And if mm-hmm. there's any good mechanics out there, they know that takes hours to tune Um, um, and then they went to the fuel injection systems from 87 to 88 Um, so these were 85 and an 86 or an 87 Um, and so they were completely carburetted which to me just is amazing the sound yeah so the sad part was i walked away that day without a car i couldn't tell him really what happened i did tell him afterwards um, and he was like you know you can't do that (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and and he said to me, he goes, look, you know, I really like the conversation I had with you. I think you're destined to have one of these cars. Can you, you know, do you really want to buy it? And I said, I said, I can't afford it. It's a six-figure car. Um, I'd love to do it. The surprise is eight months later, I went and bought that car. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's really weird. When you are chasing a car that you're not going to buy and you have it in your head that you really want it, and it's a dream. It's a dream car. It's like a hero. And you always think they're amazing. Somehow you figure out how to buy it. And I did. And I just went back. I, you know, very fortunate that one, I was at Microsoft at the time. Two, I had, you know, things on the side and those things on the side I sold and, and was fortunate enough to be able to buy it. Now saying I bought it is one thing. Going to drive it <laughs> is something completely <laughs> different. And I have to say, I've only been in two cars that scared the hell out of me. Well, not only that, if you don't know a lot of things, especially the Countach, <laughs> if you're sitting straight on the wheel, your feet are pointed to the right. That's like right. The pedal box. And yep. I mean, or to the left in your case. I'm sorry, the left, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much. So, so drive. just so everyone understands, this is a white on white. This only had 7,000 miles on it, and it's a right-hand drive. Yeah. And no one tells you either that, by the way, where you would normally put it in first is reverse. So it's dog leg. You put it down and to go into first. And, of course, you know, luckily when I turned up, he pulled the car out so I didn't have to reverse it. And that's a challenge. If, if Yeah, look that up online that. on a YouTube video on how yeah. you reverse a Countach yeah. with uh, no rear window. Hopefully <laughs> your garage door is high enough to have the door open because <laughs> yeah. it will be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we went and picked it up. I took my dad with me and uh, basically uh, we took it home. Was uh, that your first big exotic like purchase of a car? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've had a lot of V-dubs. Um, I've had uh, quite a few Audis. Um, I actually, about three, four months after that, picked up a Porsche 930 in 1978. Uh, that was just as crazy. That yeah. was always a dream car. Um, uh, the 930 didn't last too long. I just couldn't afford the insurance. Um, and I'm sure... Carl will tell you from being in England, insurance back then was, you know, really expensive because a lot of people were stealing uh, a lot of the high-performance cars. Well, the, not that you intended, but the Countach didn't last that long. I mean, No, uh, I basically had that about 18 months. Uh, I brought it over to uh, California for a show, um, and I had a gentleman uh, come up to me and basically very direct. Demand you sell it's it pretty to Pretty much, yeah. yeah. He's just like, you know, hey, I want to buy it. And I was like, uh, I'm not really in the, you know, the position to sell it. This is like a dream car. I'm going to cut the engine out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, and eventually, you know, at the end of the day, uh, he left me a card uh, with a number and uh, I pretty much phoned him up straight away and said, yeah, I th think you can buy my car. Um, and uh, I took it back. I had to take no, you it had back. to take it back. It was I like had to on a take visitor it back. Yeah. I don't know if it passed. Yeah. Uh, and then he arranged everything to, to get it shipped. And I believe it's still in this collection somewhere in California. Very nice. It's um, cool that, I mean, especially right-hand drive. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That makes it super yeah. cool. Super yeah. rare. Yeah. 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 And, you know, after kind of that, um, I had a bit of a, well, what am I going to get next? And that's when I stumbled onto the MGA, uh, which is literally uh, right, you know, the next town next to me. Yeah. Um, and so it's the same kind of antics as a Lamborghini. You know, you every time you start it up, pull it out, you have to check everything. It's very awkward to drive. Actually, the MGA, I can't even wear shoes. The pedals are so close to each other that if I put shoes on, I will actually hit the acceleration at the brake at the same time. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, the Lamborghinis, they literally are yeah. all yeah. off yeah. because of the inside wing of where the wheel is. Yeah. So you're kind of restricted. And, and most people that have race cars, they would tell you the same. That everything, you know, now with modern ones, they've got a little bit more space. But kind of like 30s through to 60s, there's just limited space for them to actually have. So it, it's very awkward to actually drive, and it's uh, you have to get used yeah, to it. Yeah, but you're still driving a right-hand drive white Lamborghini Countach, so yeah. you know, oh, yeah. sacrifices have to yeah. be made. <laughs> that three-pedal posse event, they had that 32 IndyCar. Mm -hmm. Did you see the drive shaft in the middle of it? Yes. The spinning drive shaft is in the middle of the floor where you can you see can it. See There's it. really no firewall on that car Hope you wear tight pants. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't realize this. <clears throat> when I actually had the Lamborghini, the carpet was a little bit wet, so I pulled it up, and there was wood underneath. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. as the MG. I was, like, shocked. I was like, okay, I've got to remember this is 70s, 80s, you know, supercars build. They literally did whatever they had around. Morgan still it does it. Well, I was going to say, up until the C8, the brand new C8 is the first Corvette. Uh, they're not using balsa wood in the floor since the yep. C3? Yep. Yeah, wow. they use sandwich balsa wood between yep. the carbon fiber layers or fiberglass and carbon layers yep. in that car. Yep. So this is the first, going to the mid-engine is the first time they've abandoned using wood in the construction of the vehicle. Hmm. So yeah. the more you know. Exactly. Oh, you can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to talk about your latest project here. Yeah. Something that is. This is super cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's and, and And this is, a, this is actually the third part of that same story that, that connects me to a really good friend of mine, uh, Joe Riley. He owns uh, Joe Fab Lab. Uh, he created the TVR Golf. Uh, it was the crazy idea with the Lamborghini. And because we sold that and we couldn't make it work. I mean, I actually did the engineering around to can we make that Lamborghini engine fit into a Mark One. And you would have been adding a huge amount of wing coverage on the back <laughs> of it. I mean, it was impossible. So about 18 months ago, uh, again, back over in the UK, speaking to my really good friend, I said, look, I have this Mark One Golf Cabriolet that I've had 22 years. Um, very low mileage. It is super clean. There's not a piece of rust on this thing. And it's been parked up uh, one of my really good friend's place for about 10, 15 years. And I said, come on, we need to do something for this. Uh, I want to give back. So I said, I want to keep it true to VW. I want to take the latest technology they have and I want to morph it into the Mark One, make a race car and make it as fast as we possibly can, but make it really safe. And so we're building, which is pretty much a 1982 Golf Cabriolet into a full race car with a full three-stage uh, front, middle, rear roll cage. And why does it have to be so safe? Because we are going to do a lot of non-profits to put disabled children in it and to raise money. 
um, that that has been my goal through everything. Um, you know, I love doing nonprofit work um, uh, wherever I can, and so this is me giving back. I feel very fortunate uh, having the life I've had, um, and so I want to give and work for children's here in Seattle and then Great Ormond Street in London. Um, and I know along the way we probably have other people that are doing non-profit, so hopefully they'll get involved. But the idea is within the next 18 months we completely build this car. It's going to be a little bit crazy. It will be fully race raceable, um, but we are having things like the whole front end will flip up so we can maintain it and support it. What is that? Squeaky <laughs> shoes. Oh, I was like, I, I, am, I, am I having a stroke? Am I yeah. the only one hearing that? Like, sorry, yeah. um, I smell toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and uh, so one side of it will actually have doors swinging forward and completely taken off so we can actually swing the chair around and put disabled people in it. And uh, hopefully we'll have famous drivers driving it as well at events. My goal is to actually outsource it as well and have it tour across America and across Europe. And you've been talking to some, some British car manufacturers about hopefully getting <laughs> some work done. I, I, I have. I can't speak about them okay, just fine. yet. Well, okay, fine. Oh, see uh, here. I, <laughs> um, but... I've, so I've Morgan won't be building a wooden chassis? No. no. <laughs> no. But what, what I have done is um, I've spoken to a couple of suspension companies, which I'm actually going to go meet them uh, later this week to, to build one-off suspension for the car. Because uh, we're taking basically a Mark uh, uh, 7 Golf R and completely forming it fully four-wheel drive DSG into a Mark 1. Okay. About 500 brake horsepower. So, are you, use, are you using the engine that came in the car? Or? Uh, it's being completely rebuilt. Yes, but exactly block, a two-liter TSI. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're going to bore it out. We're going to oversize it with turbos, remap it, uh, new intercoolers. Uh, so we should be about just over 500 brake horsepower four-wheel drive. Uh, On a car that doesn't weigh anything. Yeah, <laughs> it will be about between 800 and 900 pounds once finished, which is insane. Uh, because these figures they're saying could be near enough 200 mile an hour, sub three second. I'm not really, that's not my r number one priority right now. My number one priority is to build it, get it working, uh, test it out in the UK, and then start getting it out there okay. and start raising money for it. Um, but we're looking at a monocoque. Hopefully, uh, one of these famous companies will hopefully help me out. Okay. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, as as far as giving back, and that because there, there's a lot of people out there with disabilities that really love cars and love racing and yep. don't have the opportunity to do it, and so that would be incredible to be able to um, basically take people for rides. Yep. So that's yep. incredible. And and we're not just limited for nonprofits. I mean, I think there's people out there that want to do it. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, there's, I don't think I've ever seen anybody attempt to do that with a race car. I mean, maybe it's out there. But I don't think I've ever seen anybody try and like facilitate somebody in a wheelchair. Yep. Which yep. is super important. Yeah. And and the reason we went for a Cabriolet is because the structure of it, one, it's going to have a hard top as well as a soft top. And you're we a big fan of Corky <coughs> Romano. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's we can put it back, and we can also detach part of the chassis, and then with the chair can spin round. That that's accessible. Oh, um, cool. So we've done all of that um, design, and so that's half the challenge. Um, and it was always going to be a cabriolet. I always said, well, if they can do it in Formula One, I can do it with a cabriolet. Um, <laughs> the chassis being yeah. built for it is a piece of art. Like literally, every time I see new parts being done to it, it's just phenomenal. Like, and I didn't even design it. Like, I literally allowed my builder to go make it safe, make it real. Yeah. Please. How many cars have you had, by the way? 
let's start with what you got right now. I mean, I know you've been dumping them left and right. Poor Carl what bought one today. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just on the shy of just over ten at the moment. At the moment. Uh, at the moment. At the moment. Uh, ten I've, cars, one uh, wife. In in total, I I think when I was about thirty, I was about the fifty sixty mark. Um, I've had a lot of V dubs and a lot of Audis. Uh, I've had about five or six Porsches. I actually want to get another Porsche. I can't figure out whether I go modern. 996 or 997 or if I go 964 I have a soft spot for the coupe 964 uh, a lot of us do it's a beautiful yeah. car and I love the more pronounced headlights on yep. that car and the yep. go with RS with the wide body fender yep. so it's a, that's my favorite Porsche shape yep. I think in the 911 trim yep. anyway and you bought yourself an American pickup truck now didn't you <laughs> oh you did <laughs> I did <laughs> like yeah I, so this is my second pickup uh, I had a, a, a Chevy 2500 Silverado um, and that was like a 6.5 V8 with a turbo that I put on it. that thing was great. You, uh, you put the turbos on it? Yeah. Oh, kind of boring. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so that thing was fun. It was great for, uh, you know, spinning the back out and mm-hmm. just putting a lot of weight. But as part of the, the race car, I wanted to make sure that I had something I could pull it with. So I bought a GMC 3500. Uh, it is fully kitted out. It's a Denali. That car's not going to weigh. That race car's not going to weigh that much. <laughs> well, <laughs> you probably yeah. put it in the back of this I truck. Know, <laughs> I know. I got a good deal. Yeah, um, I, I have to admit, I'm absolutely loving. It. Yeah, I really, really, nice. really love it. Literally, it is a luxury vehicle. It's just jacked up. Um, you know, again, crazy 6.6 liter Duramax. Got, I think it's like 450 brake horsepower. I've just had it chipped to just shy of 550. Yeah, they're what 800 plus foot pounds of torque stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're over a thousand now from yep. the factory. Yep. So it's like, yep. How much do you need? Yeah. Like tow your house. Well, we can so do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the the idea was to have a custom trailer built for it, so I could put the race car in it, but also have all the tools and have some of the luxury there as well. I'm pretty sure you could just put an aluminum deck on the back and just put, the, <laughs> put it right just, on it. Just it's like a sled on. deck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They make them. I think it, it yeah. probably would work. Actually, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen a sled deck? It's a whole bed system that lifts <laughs> off the bed of the truck. You put your sled on it, then it lifts then it, back it back on. on. Yeah. Yeah. I think Porsche did that, didn't they, to a uh, long base v- uh, V-Dub camper back in the 70s. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past. Now, the, all the cool race trailers were back in the 60s and 70s, like, Ferrari and Porsche always like outfitted some RV thing, yep. and it was just gorgeous. I think those were better than the race Porsche, cars. Porsche, Ferrari's got one. Maserati had one. In fact, there's one. One of the original Ferrari ones resides here. Yeah, in, I know. In Bellevue, so wow, it's incredible. But yeah, yeah if Thanks. you're an Avance Charter member, that tour is coming up. Yeah. They don't talk about it on their website. It's available to Charter members only. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you sh- I, I know you know which collection that's in as well. Oh, I do. Yeah, it's for VIPs, Simon. That's right. <laughs> Not Australians. That's me. Not Australians. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're coming up on our second break, so we'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. What's next on the list, man? Because you, you only got 10 now. You just sold one, so that means there's room. <laughs> Actually, I have to pair them down. Uh, I, I have a few left in the UK. I've got a few uh, VW Mark 1s. Uh, that I really do need to sell. They're literally parked up, not doing anything. Um, and that has to be pretty easy to sell in the UK. I mean, those uh, are oh. so dem- on demand. Yeah, yeah, back the, in, yeah. Back the, in style now. Yeah, yeah. the the, uh, the GTIs, Finally. for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
is uh, is easy to sell. It's just a case I've got to go over there and get them out and get them running. Yeah. Um. So pair them down. But like I said, I I, I want to get another Porsche. Yeah. Um. I haven't had one for a while. I really want one. It, it's probably going to be a nine six four. Um. I really really do love the nine nine seven Cabriolets turbos. I love them. No. Oh, yeah. Me too. Actually. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know what it is, but there's something about Cabriolets or estate wagons that I really like. Um, so definitely a Porsche. Um, but now that I've sold that Audi, I'm actually getting an RS6 next year. Yeah, there so, we go. Um, I'm actually doing it slightly different. Um, I'm actually going to be buying in Europe, and I'm going to drive it through to London, leave it with family for a while, and then we're going to get that imported to uh, New York, and then I'm going to drive it all the way back across America. That's the way to do so it. So you, are you basically doing European delivery on, a, on an American spec, or are you going to? Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. So, and and I have not done that drive yet across America, so I'm really looking forward to that. So I may be tapping Dan up going, what's the best route to go, and do you want to come? <laughs> Depends if you want to go fast. Yes, and yes, <laughs> yes, and yes. Yeah. And yeah, actually, I was going to say, it's uh, it's long. The the That's the thing about getting across the U.S. is getting across the U.S. is super easy. Yep. Uh, and it's super boring, and everything on the East Coast sucks. <laughs> for driving. There's great places there, don't be wrong. Yep. But the roads are just more people. Yep. That's it. Simple as that. Yep. There's more people, so it's crappier yep. to drive over there. But man, you want to start heading south. And then you want to do that whiskey tour. And then you want to oh. do Arizona. Man, it sounds like Rain City Supercars is flying to New York and going to do a We should, we should just do a live pod for literally how long it takes from oh, the East Coast to the West Coast. Super easy, actually. We could do that in, 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 in Avant. I mean, that'd yeah, be in the back. Yeah, yeah I'm and totally good cool with that. Literally, you can then interview someone every time we stop. Yeah. We just flag a car over and interview people. I know. That's <laughs> why I said look it. like, oh, he's it. serious. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yes, fine, we'll do it. Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. was on that list until the, the, the local dealers decided to add a bunch of markup. And I was like, nope, I'm out. I'll wait till it's worth I, half. I did hear about that, yeah. which I thought was a little poor. Um, but uh, There's two sides of that coin always. You yep. know, it's like they're, they're the market is here for a markup. If, people, if the car is in demand and people are willing to pay it, yep. there's part of me that's like, well, I can't blame them for adjusting for market value in the area they're in. Yep. And part of me is like, shame on you, Audi, for not building enough markup into the car exactly. so the dealers don't have to do that yep. and piss people off. Yep. Because we're a, we're a one-click generation. I want to yep. go online. I want to see my car. I want to see the price. And I want to pay it. And I want to leave. Yep. And like that's yep. what makes yeah. me really upset yeah. but and, and uh, I'm so happy that actually Audi are bringing it to America because oh it's yeah, such a long time you know they threatened us they literally released it and said you better buy this yeah <laughs> you've been asking for this for years you better buy this. and I'm like wow that's uh, okay. okay yeah <laughs> and people will they're, I mean they're not going to be that's, yeah you know that's like Jeep when they brought that gladiator back that's like we don't know if this will work and people are buying it then again, it's getting recalled left and right. But uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, some certain branding may have taken over Jeep, yep. and yeah, <laughs> things <I know>. happen. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be uh, definitely a good adventure. Have you spec'd it yet? Or is that is that still? Uh, to be I have done the initial spec. Okay. Um, but coming down to the build, you can actually change a few options on it. There's nice. a lot to. Yeah. Which is, I don't know why. I haven't yeah. seen any. I have, I didn't even know you could spec him yet. I had just I, I saw that one long commercial they did with the guy that like they showed his childhood and all yeah. the way up to when he well, bought it. But in Germany, literally, this vehicle's been out for literally three or four, five years. So well, no, no, I know, but I'm saying. But the, the newer yeah. versions, like literally, it's the same as the last version. There's a lot of customization you can do. Um, I thought it was all new body, all new everything. It it pretty much is. It is okay. Yeah, but it's still there's weird things Audi does, and Porsche does too, for that matter. With like you buy an Audi RS, so not an S, an RS. Why is a sport different option? 
why <laughs> why is the dynamic steering an option? It's an RS. Like yep. you don't nobody who buys that car or should be in the market for that car should be like, you know what? I want the I want the the one that handles less. Why don't Why don't 911 <laughs> Turbo S's come with backup cameras? I mean, right. you know, exactly right there. I mean, Dead you know, so. right. Like why does Why do I have to put a key in my car still? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like sticker on it was like 200 grand. It's nope. Got, it's, got, it's got remote start. No. <laughs> No, I have to put the key in still. I don't have... My, my truck has remote start. So does my, my Audi. My, my Subaru has a backup <laughs> Full camera. Full cameras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Full cameras exactly. Right my Audi has more yeah. options than my Turbo yeah. S. Well, the thing is that they're pulling you in, you buy the vehicle, and then they go, here are all the options, and there's another 50 grand added to your vehicle. Oh, with Porsche, it can be double the price. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you do for like a Boxster GTS, I think you can almost double the price of the car in options. I went online to, to spec one of the new uh, Discovery Defenders. I think, I think they're kind of cool. Oh, I think they're cool. And I there was like close to $60,000 of the options <laughs> when I was done. Like, I was like, oh, shoot. I, I started off with like, oh, I'll just get the four-cylinder diesel. You know, I'll keep it cheap. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, I, I want that. Yeah. I want the roof rack, and yeah. I want that. And I want, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and the Got lights really project yeah. lanterns oh, you're on the wall. Now, do That's you the one thing I did not allow my parents to get. Now, do you play the game of not looking at the price while you're selecting the options? Oh, no, no, no. I was, I'm, oh, no. I, w I guess I was kind of not doing it because I was just going through, and it's one of those things like where, you know, you want everything, and they're like, well, this doesn't come with this package, but you got to buy this package. But there was stuff in that package I didn't want. Yep. So. I don't really want one of it's, those. But. So it's funny. I've been playing with uh, getting a boat again because I've been looking at houses of property, and it's like that's I, – I said it a long time ago. Like I actually think I enjoyed my boat more than anything else I've ever owned. It was the most fun I ever had. But they have – one of the coolest things I found is that on those options, you can go in and just like give me it all, and that's that's it. There's no price. It's like here's your price. You get – Everything, everything under the sun. They're like, oh, with boats, you're saying? Yeah, yeah okay. and I'm like, that's how I want to do a car. Like, I want to go there and be like, just give me it all. They're like, you can nickel and dime. They're like, you can just literally say, give me it all. And they're like, okay, the price doesn't change. Yeah. Pick your colors, you're done. I'm like, I want that option. <laughs> <laughs> it's six times what you think it's going to be, but you can have that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Avants in uh, your new R6 <laughs> Ooh, look at that. That's, oh. that's, a, that's a transition that's right a there. Right? Transition. It's almost like he got the name from somewhere. Exactly, speaking of, right? speaking of Avants that don't have markups. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Yeah. so Avants' next event, you're off this weekend as far as I know. Uh, October 5th is Avants Slot Car Racing at uh, Scale Racing Center in Tacoma. Super fun. Everybody who's done that event, I've seen the videos online, they always have a blast. And so you should go, you should go check that out. Um, next one after that is a Dino Day at Carb Connection on the 19th. And then I was talking, this is a month out, so those of you who are not charter members or want to upgrade to that can is the private car collection tour. Uh, I know from the thumbnail which collection tour that is, and if you were not an Avance charter member, you want to be, because that's the... Just for that tour. Just for that tour. It's worth it. Um, mm -hmm. And Simon, you know, you've toured that one as well. I've toured that one. I, I mean, just Avance itself is just an amazing club. You meet amazing people, but it, the events that get set up are, are truly one-off and, and amazing uh, yep. to give you good insight. So uh, it's very well worth looking up and uh, come join the team. Yep. They'll keep you going all winter long, rain or shine. Yep. So. And Avance Off-Road. Yeah, yeah. Oh, enough oh. road. Yeah, why don't we? Uh, how's your rack project coming along? It's yeah. coming really good. <laughs> you have no idea the amount of people. Somebody caught a picture of my car without the rack at 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 uh, Exotics this weekend, and everybody's calling me and like, "What's going on? What? What are you selling it? What's going on? I'm doing some <laughs> upgrades to make make it ready for winter. Like th what Dan has done has kind of to his Land Cruiser and stuff like that has come on to me, and I'm just making sure that I'm not going to get stuck and. It's a deep dark hole. I was on, I was on ARB last night looking at the uh, the the compressor that comes in the box. Like yeah, that thing's really cool. It's really nice, and I'm like, I'm like hmm. <laughs> also there's a lot of room under the hood yeah. for a twin you scroll. So you want the twin scroll, really? I know, I know it's a six hundred dollar compressor yeah. plus a hundred dollar bracket plus a hundred dollars to get the. I don't know if I want to mount it in the car. I like the fact that it's in the box. Like I think that's kind of an interesting, as far as portability. Just get an extra long airline. That's true. 
Yeah. Could hold that. But, but I mean, the double scroll, I mean, because then you can use air tools. You can't yeah. really in the single one. But, you know, by the time you're done, and I, I learned this with the Land Cruiser, because I, and I ended up having, like... I didn't realize they were in Auburn, by the way. Which ARB. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they're really close to us. But the problem I had when I was done with the Land Cruiser, I paid about ten grand for the Land Cruiser. Mm-hmm. I had about sixteen thousand dollars modifications for the Land Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> and all because I was like He checked I, all the boxes. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna That's a keeper, right? No, no, no. I sold it to oh, Davis. Davis has it now. Oh. Yeah, our good friend Davis has Who's it. Who's actually off uh, mountain or motorbiking this weekend with Yeah, it. he's yeah. off doing yeah. he's gonna off road the Land Cruiser and do some dirt biking mm-hmm. with it. But I was like <sighs> The more I look at like getting a Jeep and things like that, <laughs> you know, it's like sixty grand for the Jeep <laughs> and the diesel, twenty thousand in mods later. Yeah. I'm like, do I really want this for a Raptor? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I I need the problem. Yeah, and it's man, modding. Just so we're clear, I'm I'm just putting some new roof racks and some you know some aftermarket yeah. to max tracks and some yeah. things like that on it. Still haven't found the perfect axe yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep looking. The yeah. dilemmas we have. I yeah, haven't I found the perfect axe yet. <laughs> No, they're not as expensive as you think. No, because the Fiskars <laughs> makes the Gerber one. Also, walking into Home Depot and going, excuse me, where are your axes? <laughs> Tends to throw people off. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I'm just just a few little upgrades, you know, yeah. version then, two. Then it's locking differentials. And they, they, won't, they don't make them yet for that car. That means we can make one for it. Well, a, um, Rear end swap. Oh, God. Hey. <laughs> I'm already thinking Sound about putting, putting bigger springs on it and taking it up Well, it can't higher. be that hard to put the STI rear diff in it, and then you have the electronic lock. But at that point, I'm it's like, why wouldn't you just, just put kidding. the STI engine <laughs> in it? There's so kidding. much. I, that car needs a turbo so bad. <laughs> it's like, like the engine compartment is begging for a turbo. So, yeah. I just... I don't own it, so <laughs> <laughs> everything I'm doing has to be reversible just in case. That's the so. important part. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> what you need to do is convince him to get one. And oh, then it's mod not that, that hard and then to just do. He'd love that daily. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm probably I probably will end up getting one and a Jeep eventually because yeah. I I've convinced myself that I love uh, snow wheeling is really what's fun for me. That's when I really want something oh, yeah. off road is when it's the winter time and I want to yep. go play, and nothing beats well size. You, bigger tires are better yep. in snow, so you yeah. want to go like, what can I buy that's going to hold a factory 37-inch tire? And yep. well, that's a Jeep or a lifted truck. Truck, but yep. Rather have the Jeep. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So much options. It's so <sighs> easy to spend money in your mind, isn't it? How quickly it goes. Uh, it's easy. Yeah. Now I want to go home tonight and start specking cars. I'm looking at the price. Going. <laughs> well, now it's so much easier to install in my garage with my new quick jacks. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a bit that. jealous. You've got those. You can I come use them anytime. You know yeah. that. He got oh, a yeah. really good deal, by the way. Like yeah. Yeah, a thousand if bucks. D- if you what? don't know, yeah, yeah, Costco sells them. Costco. No. Way. And they go on sale. Uh, they were, the sale ended today. You can get it until midnight at Costco. Two, sorry, listeners. Or it will go back on sale <laughs> on Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah they, they average about the same sale price on Black Friday. So that is a great price. Yeah. That really is. Yep. Yeah. Super handy. Simon, thank you for coming in. No, We've been looking you. forward to this for a long time. Huh. Last time you showed up, you brought us some really good whiskey, and I, I, I nothing oh, tastes the yeah. same anymore. Just <laughs> yeah, you really ruined us with that, by the Sorry. way. Yeah, that was, thank you very much. I was in line at Costco yeah. today and uh, buying some, some Basil Hayden. The guy behind me's test. He's like, do you like that? And I was like, I live, uh, I live off that. I was like, I don't want to make it sound like I drink a lot, but <laughs> that's the best stuff I've drank. You didn't bring us Basil Hayden. You brought us, like, you know. Urine, urine of edition. the gods, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, things that makes me want to lick the porcelain right. off the cup. Next time so. I'm here, I'll, I'll, <laughs> so I'll bring another. I'll bring another that one. Was for a you. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. If you want to find Simon, uh, honestly, you should cr- connect through Avant because uh, we're you're very active in that community. I am very deep. As are all the members. So yeah. yeah. Well, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>